0: They call me binged it i'm one of your hosts alani and i'm your other host ariana and we are recounting what is the word recapping yeah. <laughs> outer banks um on netflix we're just gonna go straight into it and arian's gonna lead the recap starting with episode eight yeah
1: so episode eight is called i believe the runway I'm just going to start off these recaps by saying that Alani and I, I think, both watched these episodes a while ago. So, honestly, I didn't realize that episode 7 was all the way back where John B. and Ward were still fishing. Mm -hmm. So, the last shot we saw was the two of them fishing, and then Ward grabbed a hook because John B. didn't confess to finding the um, gold. So, episode 8 opens with Ward swinging his hook, which is now on a pole. Um at John B and um all of a sudden he starts saying, It wasn't my fault, it was your father and they start, you know, tussling on this boat. Um, John B slides down the side of the boat and he's trying to call for help on the radio, but Wart turns it off, so Ward is like fully going crazy. Um he starts to beat up John B and it's at this moment that I remember John B still has his arm in a cast, or his in a cast. (laughs) This is a really unfair fight. Um, But then John B, for some reason, knows where a crossbow is on this boat. Um, And he's able to, like, use the three-story yacht, which was really unnecessary to go fishing in, but very helpful when trying to evade a murdering psychopath. So he is able to figure out how to let go of the jet skis and makes a quick escape on the jet ski ward keeps trying to chase him but um he cannot catch up with him also during this scene and i noticed that this will come up later but when ward is like in these rage-filled moments did you notice that he's like starts like blinking really intensely
0: yeah he he has a lot of like weird facial things going on
1: Yeah, he would have this tick where he would, like, like close his eyes really hard and, like, blink really quickly. And I couldn't tell if that was, like, the actor's choice of showing that there's something, like, off with Ward um, that's driving him. But, I mean, spoiler alert, it's not addressed at all in the next three episodes. So, or, like, really hinted at. So, I don't know. Maybe it's just the actor's choice to show how unhinged Ward is.
0: I feel like that, I think that's, like, an apt, like, uh... I am i can't think of any words today. I think that you're correct. Like, I think that's right. Like, I think the act did it on purpose because it does elicit, like, a very unhinged, like, aura about him. And, like, even if he didn't have that, though, like, his actions and everything. So, I think it just, like, adds to the instability of this character because he is plum loco. Like, he is <laughs> absolutely insane. And, yeah, just this, pa- this scene, like, I think the one thing that, like, I kept thinking and asked myself through this whole scene was, like, what did he think was going to happen on this boat? Like, did he bring him out there to kill him? To kill John B? Like, Like, did he think that John B was just going to open up to him? Because the way that he went about it was, like, super aggressive. So it's not like he gave him, like, a safe space to, like, open up about about, like, telling him about the treasure or, like, what he's found or whatever. He kind of was just, like, give it to me or, like, like, I don't know, he was just super aggressive, so I'm just like, so were you planning on killing this kid after you got, after you scared him into telling you, and then like, if he didn't even tell, and also it's like he kept going after him like he was going to kill him, and it's yeah. like, that would totally defeat the purpose, he's the only person in the last 20 years of your investigation that has found this thing, why would you want to kill him? There was just like... a. Yeah. Yeah, this is one of Maybe many scenes.
1: Maybe he figured, yeah, that Sarah also knew the information, but then he could have just easily gotten the information from Sarah. And also, multiple people knew that they were fishing together. So, yeah, if there was ever an incident or anything, like, Ward would have been an, the only person to look at if something went wrong on that boat and Jumbie didn't return.
0: Right, and I think I think he does have a sort of... uh like sick confidence because he is he like does own like the police department he like they said something about like how he owns the governor or something like just because he's so rich and powerful so i feel like he he knew that he would be able to game the system which we kind of see later on um so but still it just seemed too messy and it's like you know with peterkin um at this point in the series like she wouldn't have been easily swayed by ward like i feel like she, if he had killed john b she would have i don't know it just ward though it was just stupid and this the whole scene was just like i feel like it was unnecessary and just not smart but moving on i guess yes, I agree. <laughs> um with all of that so
1: um when ward realizes he can't catch up with john b he stabs himself with one of the arrows which I was more concerned about the fact that he, like, didn't scream at all. So it was just another thing where I'm like, Ward is co- completely lost at this point, because yeah. like he's not even responding like a normal human would to stabbing themselves with an arrow. Um, and then we see the B runs out of gas on his jet ski, and he's literally in the middle of nowhere. Like, we don't see any sort of land, but s- somehow he does make it back to land, so he swam all the way there. There's a lot of long distance intense swimming that's implied in these last three episodes episodes—and like these people
0: mm-hmm.
1: have to really be in shape um so the next i will say that this episode to back up a little bit this episode seemed very clunky in that there were a lot of scenes needed to piece together um a puzzle that has been like spread throughout the other seven episodes But the way these episodes were linked, I mean, the way the scenes were linked together didn't really make any sense and needed, like, some extra background. For example, we see that the first person JB goes to is Scooter's wife, who we haven't seen in multiple episodes. And maybe I missed something, but he he starts, like, berating her as if he knows that she's the one who knows information about his dad. And I don't know where in His interaction with Ward, it clicked to him so that she would know more information.
0: Yeah,
1: um, there seemed like there was something missing here, but finally we get a flashback of what happened to JB's dad. So, eight episodes in, we find out what was happening. So, but this even this flashback seemed like really crucial ideas or points were missing from what happened. So, for some reason, JB's dad and Ward are on a boat together and they were partners, but we don't really know extent of like the relationship together or anything um but they were looking for the gold and basically jb's dad says he found the gold and ward wants 50 percent, and jb says no you can get 20 so ward gets upset and says that john b's dad has like used all his resources for this um and so they should be splitting it equally. So I guess that they were working on this plan a long time, but we don't get that information. Um, so they have the same kind of fight that he later has with John B. Um, and during this fight, John B.'s dad hits his head um, on a really sharp, like protruding object on the boat and starts bleeding. And Ward says he's going to call for help, but doesn't. And he takes John B.'s dad' research and then he... Tosses John be over- overboard. But obviously, if you've watched way too many teen dramas like myself and Alani, probably, mm-hmm. you notice that he doesn't check for a pulse, which he doesn't check for a pulse when they like. I mean, I don't know anybody who's thrown a body overboard. I mean, come on, Ward. Ward's just like,
0: off the boat not gonna check if you're alive which in my opinion in my opinion (laughs) if i had done that i would have checked the poles before i dumped the body into the water um i mean i think there was a part of him that maybe i don't know maybe i'm reading into it He is a monster so maybe not but there might have been a part of him that was like if he's either alive he's alive or if not like he'll die here like i don't think think yeah
1: goes back to what you were saying about his plan with John B. Um, we kind of learned that Ward does not like think things through or think well <laughs> under pressure at all. Which, you know, now we see why Rafe is the way he is based on <laughs> all these flashbacks we're getting from Ward. Um, so, also, a flashback within a flashback, we see that Ward tells Scooter, who is the man in the first episode who washed up on shore dead, that um, he tells him all this information, but we still don't really know their connection either. There's just so and many. They never,
0: they never say their connection either. Yeah, so and, many blips. And with Ward and John B's dad, like they never say how they got connected or whatever. But I would assume that Ward's re- relationship, partnership, whatever with John B's dad and a scooter were like was like on the down low because because no one. No one knew that they were working together, and no one talked to John B. Like, his dad was friends with Ward. Like, Ward never talked to John B. like that. I mean, John B. worked for the de- for Ward, but that was about it. And at that, and even then, like, it still seemed like it was very much, like, at arm's length. Like, it's like, okay, this kid works for me, but, like, we have no relationship. Yeah. And, like, John B. never talked to him about his dad. So, like, everything was on the down low, which I guess makes sense, but... Also, going back to the 50-50 thing, like I think that's a stupid thing to die for. It's four hundred million dollars. You see, this guy is unhinged or at least getting <laughs> super aggressive. It's four hundred million dollars. Like, two hundred million is not enough for me. <laughs> like like buddy what? Buddy, take the L. Like, just take mm-hmm. your two hundred mil and be gone with it. Because you know this guy knows how to sell off four hundred million dollars worth of gold. Like, how are you gonna do that by yourself? Whatever. The things yeah. that some people will die on a hill for, I guess. And he never and got his money. And this also seems like something you would have discussed before
1: you found the money. Like, how you were going to split it if you... Yeah. Like, it, it seems like these two people got into business with each other and, like,
0: didn't specify anything. Yeah, and it's possible that, like, Ward never thought he would actually succeed, or, like, vice versa. But it's like, yeah. So that should have been talked about beforehand, because, like... Duh, that's, like, the whole goal is, like, that money. Yeah. Whatever. Court planning on both of their parts. The Outer um, Banks just doesn't breed people who know how to plan, I guess. <laughs> I Outer know. Banks, bro. I don't know. Um, So, yeah, so we see
1: Ward tell Scooter what happened to John B's dad. Um, and that the gold is still there, and we see Scooter's wife who, honestly, I don't know if we learned her name, this seems kind of a throw... I'm gonna dock the writing here, because this, this is such a throwaway character to be supplying such significant information that we don't even really get, like, get her name, and we're like, you're the her, one who's solving...
0: Her name. Is who's Lana. putting
1: together all this information that we've been wondering since the first episode.
0: Yeah. I think her um, name is Lana, but also, yeah, I think what you said before, too, like, there was no interaction. There was nothing to spark John B. going to her. And so that's to say, like, why didn't he go to her sooner? Uh, I mean, he went to her about the compass. She obviously knew yeah. about a compass. Like, she was spooked then and had just been, like, assaulted by, like, these guys that came and, like, ransacked her apartment. But, like, come back. Like, <laughs> circle back and be like, hey, it seemed like you knew something. Let's talk about this. Yeah, like, why now? Because we never, Ward didn't mention
1: Scooter or Lana or anybody. And he didn't, like, provide information. Like I said, all he said earlier was, like, your dad did this too. Yeah. And I don't know how that led him to. We don't really see John B. thinking th- things through like his father. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Um, so anyway, after Ward tells Scooter this information, his wife overhears. He sends Scooter out into the storm again. This does not make much sense because we don't know the connection and why Scooter risk his life to go looking for the gold by himself. Um, but he goes looking for his gold by himself in the middle of a hurricane, fearing it might wash away. Which um, the gold we learn has been there since um, I think before the Civil War. So why he's concerned this one hurricane is going to wash it away and they need to do it now, does not make any sense. Um, I so mean, like go- we
0: like it did shift something. Like in the very beginning, they were like, "It's closer to shore than it's ever been." Then it ended up not even being on the ship. So maybe that's why. But even so, like they were still able to find. I don't know. Whatever.
1: And yeah, yeah. But I mean, even that one storm wouldn't make it that immediate. Like as many hurricanes as that, because there's another hurricane spoiler at the end of episode ten. So it's like this it seems happens to be a lot. Frequent. yeah. Um, so it definitely wasn't something I would risk my life on, like a small dingy boat. I don't think that's the right term, but whatever. I don't go on boats. Um, so Scooter found the compass when he finds wait. Scooter found the compass where? He exactly. Found,
0: he went on that little island. We see Peterkin and her assist not assistant, but like her co-deputy or whatever. Like do you remember like they go to that that island like earlier this season? Yeah, but how does Scooter die? Is John B.'s dad kill Scooter there? No, John B.'s dad is already dead, so Scooter finds his body. They show his hand, and it's like a mummified, like, hand, because John B.'s dad has been dead there for nine months or eight months, however long. Um, but that's where he finds the compass, and that's how he comes oh. in possession of the compass.
1: Okay, I already forgot that Scooter was killed by those two sketchy guys, which work like a big deal in the first three episodes and then never mention again and we don't really know who they're tied to not even by the end of this
0: like season yeah yeah i mean like well we can talk about it again later but like we find out that like they were trying to like shake ward like they were trying to like like blackmail him or something but or, who were they set by Did exactly it's like who would even send them? Who has the um, resources to pay these hitmen to send him? Who knows? Like, who would know that Ward has something to blackmail someone about? I mean, like, it seems like he's into shady business, so maybe he wasn't even connected to the compass. It could have been some other, like, mafia, gang, shady Wall Street thing going on. I don't know. But it could it could be totally unrelated to the royal Merchant and everything. But, yeah, yeah. they... We just know that they were trying to, like, blackmail ward, but we don't know why, how, whatever. But we would assume this related to the compass, though, because they were, like, looking for the compass. So none of that makes yeah. sense. None of that makes yeah. sense.
1: That was definitely, a like, a dropped thread that wasn't fully addressed, and yeah. it should have, since that was, like, the main bad guys in the beginning. Yeah. Um, and they kind of, like, fell by the wayside yeah. as the story went on. Um, Anyway, the important part of this is that we learned that JB's dad – did not die somehow when he hit his head and was tossed over. He didn't die immediately. He made it to this Island. He tried to survive a little bit, but he kind of knew he was going to die. So the last thing he did was write Redfield on that compass for JB. Um, but I, did they say why he, how he was able, somehow when he spent this time on the Island, he was able to piece together that he missed something and that Redfield was the key to actually finding out where, the goal was. That's what I assume.
0: Yeah, because uh, that was where they went to the tower, and they were able to, like, see the shore. And, like, yeah. There's, like, a lot of uh, pieces to this puzzle that I'm forgetting, like, why they were important, but, like, that was that was Redfield. It was the tower.
1: Yeah, but I am saying, how did he... We don't get the scene where, like, John B's dad realizes that it's not... In the sunken royal merchant, and that the red field is what is important to tell his son.
0: Well, like th- I true. don't think that he knew that it wasn't important. I think because they sent him. Because I don't. Well, I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. Because I don't think the, that the they house ever. Was like where
1: you could see.
0: Yeah, because yeah. I don't think that war, or I don't think John B's dad ever made it to the royal merchant. Was. Like I yeah. think he knew that he he found it, like, he knew where it was, but, like, he didn't do what the kids did, which is, like, go to where it was, take that, like, 900-foot camera, and then, like, see that there was no gold on the ship, which, like, shocker, okay, we knew that, but, um... So I think that's... I Like, I don't think that ever happened. Because if it did, like, I feel like Ward would have been there because he would have been using his his stuff.
1: John B. Sad never knew exactly really where the goal was. That's why Ward was, like, listening in their conversations because Ward missed this piece. Um, Which is another, like, aside. This is something typical in these type of shows, but, like, basically, this whole episode is trying to say that Ward, who's like you said, has the governor in his back pocket and, like, has unlimited resources, which Ward says is the reason why they got this information this far. And John B.'s dad, who has an office dedicated to research about the Royal Merchant and has been looking at it, what we think John B. implied was like for years, that two of them were wrong, but John B. pieced this whole thing together with Sarah using research from her family, which means Ward had access in like a week. So mm-hmm. yeah. look at our favorite pogues or whatever these guys, name, <laughs> whatever these people's names are.
0: Um, well, to, like... To be fair, as much as I don't want to give them credit, (laughs) um, like, I think that they were just, like, going off where Jami's dad left off. So, like, the 20 years of research combined with whatever resources he was using from Ward, um, like, led him to the point where he knew where the Roman merchant was. But before he went and actually completed it and went forward like what the kids did, he made the mistake of letting Ward know that he found it, and that he's not going to give him shit, and (laughs) like, that was his mistake, and so I think that he kind of, like, fed everything to the kids, and they kind of just had, then they had to go forward, because also, I feel like he knew, I think he knew that Ward was going to double-cross him anyway, because he left John B. that, like, voicemail, or the video, or whatever. Well, that's true.
1: So, yeah, I mean, honestly, it just seems like I agree with what you're saying, but it's also just, like... I mean, it's messy. All of this time dedicated... You spent your whole life on something, and your son has, like, found it in a week. I mean, it's just, like, the discrepancy between Ward being obsessed about this and killing people over something that... JB and JJ... Okay, JJ (laughs) played a role in solving this. We're able to, like, piece together. Um,
0: No, yeah, absolutely. uh...
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um... (laughs) Okay, so um Ward makes it back to shore and he goes to Peterkin and obviously the wound from earlier was a way to accuse John B of attacking him so the police are, you know, have a APB or whatever. I don't know why I say APB. Um <laughs> out for John B. Um so then John B comes back with his friends acting like wild. It was really unnecessary. Like, I get he was hinged. Like, he was almost murdered. <laughs> okay. Also, I was like, take it down, Notch. Yeah. Um, and grabs the gun and, like, shoves JJ and Pope. Um, <laughs> It was so... I thought it was so funny that he shoved both of them. But Kiara was only like, Pope, are you okay? And it was like, JJ was shoved out the way, too. Um, <laughs> let's not worry about him. Um, So then... When he's leaving, he finally tells them like Ward knows everything. He killed my dad, which you could have said and you wouldn't have had to shove your friends. Um, but
0: unnecessary violence. Yeah, JB. Um,
1: so he goes to Sarah looking for answers about if she told her dad anything, and honestly, gets very aggressive with her. I think he grabbed her. I hated um, that part.
0: Yeah, because he got super aggressive with her. He grabbed her and like almost like shaking her. Like, what do you like? What'd you do? Like like you told yeah. him like whatever and then like two seconds later they're all lovey-dovey like no yeah I was like excuse me he, he was like some man, that was not okay if, if some man comes and wakes me up in the middle of the night or whatever <laughs> it was or I don't even know if she was sleeping whatever but like comes like, <laughs> like like accusing me of whatever and like literally like shaking me and whatever and then he, and then he wants to no bitch get out of here you're not gonna be all like lovey-dovey with me get out of here
1: I agree. We clearly wouldn't settle for the John Dees of the world, but we are not Sarah. <laughs> um, us. So he's like asking her a bunch of questions. And I honestly think it was in the middle of the night. So honestly, Sarah had a right to be like, what in the world? Did you wake me up and ask me these frantic questions? Um, but he's telling her what happened. And obviously she doesn't believe him because it's her dad.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: um, she says that, you know, her dad is spreading this rumor that JB stabbed him. Um, which also made me think, girl, if your dad, who you're choosing to believe in this moment, told you that this guy stabbed him on a boat, why are you being so calm right now? Just having like a casual conversation with him. I would be alert and like aware that this yeah, guy like Yeah, get away from me. Thing. Yeah. Um, so then he goes, Jobby goes home, says goodbye to his father, like man just have time for a proper send off yet he has time for all of this while the police are looking for him Mm -hmm. and the son John B has. Um, and then Sarah's dad is able to convince her that John B is like the bad guy and she's temporarily believing him. Um, and he makes her promise to stay away from John B until everything's over, but she says no. Um, so then now the Kooks decide, Oh, these are the, wait, the kooks are the people with money oh okay i already got it see they they haven't mentioned it in a few episodes and i already forgot maybe that's why they were talking about it so much so the pogues wait i don't know what i'm I'm confused but someone goes looking for oh his friends go looking for him so the pogs go looking for john b um and then pope just casually drops the line that he hasn't
0: been home in three days (laughs) <laughs> and then he has a scholarship interview in six hours and i'm like what god bless his parents like damn I know.
1: which honestly if coke told me that i would have been like go home okay jj and i will <laughs> handle this like your future is important go do this but stupid is like we gotta help john b and thankfully Hope like checks her i was like what you don't care about any of this and i was like thank you for standing up for yourself because she is not even worried about the fact that you have a scholarship and this is really important to you and you've been mentioning this scholarship since like episode one it's what your whole identity like is. like you wouldn't
0: shut up about it like i know what a and horrible she, friend like yeah. nah you just be here for your bitch, your outlawed friend who has no life or future ahead of him like we just pushed you. He just put he he threw you on the ground like no like yeah go 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 put a nice shirt on bud and go to I your know. interview like Pope deserves the world and anytime he's slighted I'm annoyed <laughs> yeah uh, Pope might be my favorite Pope um, I think so that to say much I don't have <laughs> many options I mean, yeah we're not uh, standing here this is not Stan worthy yeah. I would know but this is not it. Oh. Absolutely not. JJ is a close second, I would say. Yes, we I can agree. we we'll um, get to John that. John B is way at the bottom. Oh, he's but, like right above Rafe.
1: Yeah, <laughs> Yara is getting close, though, because now that we mention this, she was also the one who was like, John B, it's been nine months when he was like talking about his dad. Yeah! She's, she's always saying something that's really unnecessary in a stressful situation, and I'm like, you are not helping
0: empathize I, at all. She is like... I, yeah, the longer that the show's gone on, the more I've disliked her character, but I do think it's actually pretty well written, because she's just, like, the stereotypical, like, rich girl who tries to be different, who's like, I'm gonna, like, you know, she's considers herself a socialist, I think, at one point, like, you know, like, ah, like, screw the man, blah, blah, blah. but then she says stuff, and it's like, no, like, you're still 100% part of the system, like, you're the problem here, like, like you sound spoiled and annoying and whatever. Like yeah, like your friend's dad died. First off, it hasn't even been a year. So even if it's been nine months, it hasn't been a year. Um, was not confirmed dead. You know, still nine months of we don't know. Like waiting on what's gonna happen to this guy. And yeah, I think we talked about that when we first heard it because I think it was like in the beginning. Um, but yeah, it was like a piece. Of, it was like a piece of shit move. But. Uh-huh.
1: And then we get a scene. So we already talked about earlier how we had John B. Green aggressive with Sarah. Mm
0: -hmm. And there's already
1: been questionable moments in this show so far with, like, physical interactions between male and females on screen. Mm -hmm. Um, And then we get another one here. So J.J. is being the rational one in this this scene, which is, like, a big sign that something has gone terribly wrong with these people. Um, And then Pope says that Chiara was, like, MIA for the pogues during her kook year. So we learn really that she we it this it's very hard, like you said, to root for Kiara the more we learn about her because now we know we know that she had this like strife with Sarah and relationship. But now we learn that this relationship with Sarah, she dropped like her pogue crew to have it. And mm. then and then it would piss me off that then she comes back to the pogue crew and Spends her time talking about how she's pissed off at Sarah. I'd have been like, you left us for her, and now you're going to rant about her to us. I'd be pissed. Anyway, they start
0: physically
1: fighting, like pushing each other in this scene. Um, And JJ says, like I said, that there is a problem, but he's the one mediating. Um, (laughs) And they're also on boat. I don't know whose boat this is. Um, So finally, after this confrontation, Hope goes home. And his mom is happy to see him and also this is the first time that we learn his mom is here, that she's like in his life, because we've yeah. only seen his dad up until now. Yeah. Um, and his dad is pissed, which rightfully so because three days without going home.
0: He's 16 by the way, like 16 yeah. haven't been home in three days. Like, um, So then we
1: go to John B and he goes back to that haunted house mm-hmm. and sees that the Karen's bought it, which was something that was like Dropped in a previous episode. I think Sarah's stepmom mentioned something about buying that home. Anyway, he sees that they bought it, and he realizes the gold is gone. But also, he realizes because he he checks, and I'm not sure how he lowered himself into the well. To check minor, the details, minor details.
0: Minor details that they completely. holding you up? How are you suspended right it's now? Just, that was the whole point. Like that was the whole like thriller suspense part of the episode where he does that. Then we get, the next
1: day, it's Pope's big interview, mm-hmm. um, and we learn it's like actually really big. His dad tells him that he'll be set for life if he gets it. On the contrast to Pope caring about his future, we cut to a scene of Rafe in a random house doing drugs. Because that's Rafe's number one recreational activity. We see him do nothing else, no job, not in school, not sure what Rafe does. When this um, boy,
0: it was disowned from his father, has no money, and he's already in debt for the other coke that he did. So, you know, going down the gutter fast.
1: A role model. Really. Nice. <laughs>
0: um,
1: and so he's hiding out at one of, I guess, his stepmom's show houses or something. I don't know. Yeah. Showrooms. Um, and then Wheezy, good old, poor Wheezy, she seems like a forgotten child, but everyone in this family um but she shows up to give him some money and he attacks her like so many males attacking females in this episode it's awful yeah
0: um
1: then we go back to pope's interview which was just honestly very strange uh he starts talking about his royal merchant adventures to the scholarship people and i was like why are you mentioning this you've clearly done a lot in your 16 years to get this scholarship opportunity that doesn't involve something you did in the last week.
0: But. Yeah, and it's, like, I can understand if you were to, like, go into the, like, cartography of this expedition or, like, I had to use this skill and blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah, like, you know, historical research or archaeology, that's a thing. Like, yeah. But he's just going on. He's like, yeah, we, like, found this ship. <laughs> and whatever. And it's like, okay. Congrats. And
1: you're trying to get into college. Stop! Shh, stop
0: talking about this nonsense. He is. Um. Slowly but then they're it. like very eager about where the gold is. Yeah, I, I thought they were gonna be like attached to someone or something. And no, that never happens. They're just like weirdly into it. I know.
1: It. Yeah, I thought the same thing. I was like, okay, are they in on this somehow? Is this like, are they weirdly linked to the Sturbit? No um they're just really interested and then he runs out of the interview and this is I think the only time in the whole season where I was like come on buddy come on yeah not none of your friends honestly none of them JJ maybe a little but none of them
0: are worth risking this scholarship. Definitely JJ. shit throw everything out the window for JJ we need to save that man but other than him (laughs) <laughs> then we get then we the
1: next scene that shows John B. ripping off his cast, which honestly I've
0: never broke anything, but I thought casts had to be like cut off, don't they? Can you just
1: take your cast
0: off? Yeah, I mean he's been doing a lot of swimming and they always look sweaty, so it's possible that it could oh. just slip off. Slip off. But also, like it's been like two days, so <laughs> yeah, that's true. So like got in the hospital like two days ago, and I think it was a break. Like I don't think it was a sprain. So it's like you're walking around with a floppy, like <laughs> that thing is not broke. It's not healed. Like like <laughs> you've like it's cut in half now. I don't know. I don't know how he does anything on that arm. Ridiculous. Oh my gosh. Yeah.
1: Oh my gosh. And now I just realized too. Like you said, he swam
0: that long distance with. I don't know.
1: Plot holes galore. Um, so, we learned that the reason Pope ran out of the interview was to tell them something that's going to happen tonight, which means he could have waited till after his interview to be like, heads up, this is going down tonight. Yep. Um, but apparently he realizes that, hence the title of the episode, Ward is planning on putting the gold on his plane, which... I don't know anything about planes, but it seems like that plane was not equipped to carry four hundred million dollars worth of gold. No, but anyway, yeah,
0: it's small.
1: The point, the thing, Ward needs to get the plane to take off is extra like runway space instead of. I don't, he needed a bigger plane. That's what he needed. But for the sake of this storyline, they're going to make it about the runway. Um, so he needs that. So he tells them this information and that that's where are going to be because he's trying to take the the gold to the bahamas but ward is only taking the gold to the bahamas with his wife and sierra so just the, i mean he's already said that he dumped rafe but what the heck was wheezy supposed to do she was just getting left behind poor wheezy wasn't going with the money with her family
0: to the bahamas he was just like fend for yourself um wait when did they why did the mom stay back then because like oh yeah she was staying why was he why was he taking sarah so that's the thing so going into the last bit of this i thought that he was taking sarah with him because he was he i think he wanted there were two things the less sinister option in my head was that he basically just wanted to keep her close to him so you know if he's if she's with him in the bahamas like she can't open her mouth about like what he did to John B, um, like about the gold, like you know whatever, because I'm sure he could foresee that she would not be happy that her friend's gold is being taken, um, if she figured it out. So I think it was that was one option, like keep keep your enemies close or whatever. Like basically, he just wanted his daughter to shut up, and he wanted to be there to make sure she was sh- shutting up about it. Excuse me, but the more sinister option was I thought he was taking her so that she would disappear like when they went to the bahamas again like for the sake of keeping her quiet and yeah. I, the way that he acts later like when he's just like i, I don't really know if he's genuine again cuz he's unhinged but like later he says stuff about like he's my she's my little girl whatever Um, some of it's manipulating, but some of it seems kind of genuine, so I don't know if he actually would have, like, made her disappear in the Bahamas, but that was, like, the first thought that came to my head, was that, like, you know, what better place to, like, you know, get rid of someone that you don't want walking. Yeah, I don't
1: know if, like, get rid of her in the sense of, like, cure or anything, but I did think that he was just trying to, like, get her out of town so that she couldn't tell them about the gold, and also so once she was in the Bahamas, there was no way of her, like, Going back and reporting to the authorities that he had made up this story about John B or anything like right because she knew too much so he had to take her with him.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, But then yeah, you're right because I wrote his wife is staying behind and she's also we don't learn a whole bunch about her. But in these last three episodes, we see that she's like a huge enabler, and he has told her what happened with John B, and she's just explaining like nothing's nothing wrong happened. And we also. Learn that she knows about what happened. to John B's dad, and she's also mm-hmm. like, that wasn't your fault either. So she's just not helpful. Um. So finally, Scooter's wife decides that now, after all this time, it's time to tell Peterkin everything that's going on. Um. So, I, don't know if, I mean, it was it was a scene to get peterkin to the runway but still yeah
0: and like it makes sense because like peterkin from there was basically like she just needed that last piece of the puzzle because she hasn't trusted ward for a time but like obviously she had nothing to like really pin on him um so yeah it was also to show that she would be on john b's side which i feel like was kind of elusive up until this point like I think in the beginning, she seemed kind of like she could be the bad guy. Then it seemed like she was more on John B's side, but we weren't really sure. So this definitely solidified that for us before the big scene at the end of this episode, that she was going to be on John B's side.
1: Yeah. This was also another, like, significant push in the storyline provided by Scooter's wife. Again, a character that is In maybe two episodes. Um... Mm -hmm. So, the Pogues arrive to this runway, and JJ has the gun. He always has the gun now, apparently. Um, who knows what the plan was. Then, another violent scene, Ward physically forces Sarah to get on the plane with him. Um, Which, like, should have been obvious to her now. I mean, she didn't know already that her dad was lying about all this stuff. He physically forces her to get on there. So... John B. is spying with the rest of the poke seeing this happen, and so he gets in his Scooby-Doo van and crashes through the fence, and is somehow able to catch up with the plane. In that van, pulls in front of it so that the plane has to stop. <laughs> and then <laughs> we like flash back to the post, because they were like, "Man, he just took the car!" <laughs> and we get JJ being like, "Um, I, like no, oh pokes." Uh, Poke's like, guys, I can't get the rest. And JJ's like, I'm on
0: probation. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, we're not going over there. <laughs> Again, the lookout does nothing. Like, these bitches don't know how to look out. Go home. Go home if you're not going to help. Why are you here? They always show up and then they're always, it's always like an excuse for them not to do what they
1: showed up to do. So they, they leave. They like just figured out that they can't get arrested for this. Um, Which pissed
0: me off because it's like, you could have helped later. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you could have, oh, you could have the same. That's JJ. The one time JJ has the gun and it could have come in
1: handy and he bails out. He's like, oh man, I just realized I'm on probation. I'm not out on bail. Gotta get out of here. And it's like, okay. Um, so then, of course, right at this moment, where there's like a standoff going up going on. Peterkin shows up. And as you mentioned, she's pieced everything together with this last piece from um, Scooter's wife. So she goes to arrest Ward. But of course, the worst character in the whole show, Stupid Rafe, shows up and he shoots her.
0: Oh, uh, when this happened, I was upset because I liked Peterkin. And it was like, yes, things are finally gonna get resolved, whatever. And it's like, and if we, you know, we have this racist piece of shit come out here to shoot like the black sheriff, like who's a woman. So it's like you have sexism, racism, disgusting behavior on top of each other. Um, and it was just, oh, I was just, oh, I was upset. <laughs> I, was so, upset. I was like, out of everyone.
1: Stupid Wraith is like her demise. Like she could have been such a further fleshed out character and had so much to add, and it's like Wraith is the reason that this woman's taken out. It's honestly truly a shame.
0: So So,
1: before episode nine, five of thoughts in episode eight.
0: Um I mean, it definitely, I mean, obviously it moved the story along. We learned a lot. Um, I was really upset with the ending of it. Um, and we've talked about this before, but, like, the friend dynamic and how they didn't really seem connected and whatever, um, that seemed to change, like, when Kiara and Pope, like, console JJ. And we were talking about how, like, their chemistry was really good, like, as friends, blah, blah, blah. But it's like, I don't know, like them not sticking around on the runway, and then like everything else that happened before that, it just really pissed me off, because they really could have turned the tide <laughs> on that last scene, like either, you know, stopping Rafe, or just getting help sooner, because, you know, the reason that uh, Perrican ends up dying is because What's-His-Face is in charge of of getting her help, and Ward he, and doesn't want to get her help, because he wants her to die, because... She knew. Like, she was on to him. Um, yeah. It was just, the writers did everything in their power to make it go, obviously, in the way that they wanted to, of course, but there's just, like, a lot of stuff that's just, like, frustrating. Like, why didn't Peterkin show up with a partner? Like, she always had her partner, and, I mean, I'm, I'm not a police officer, thank goodness, and, like, I don't really know how that works, but I, I've always seen two together like you know especially for a thing like this like maybe patrolling the highways you'd be by yourself or something like you're going in to arrest a man for murder you would or like at least have backup like I'm going here back me up like be on my tail I don't know like there just seem to be like obviously like uh what's the word convenient holes and I don't like when that happens
1: yeah and also like you said um real quick before we go to episode nine like you i'm not sure how police officers operate how the system works but she had evidence and she was building a case so i assume she would radio in and be like i need a warrant for ward's arrest i'm going to arrest this man for murder for whatever reason exactly. like she would have reported to somebody that she was that she had solved a case for murder. Like, she yeah. wouldn't have put a murder case together and then immediately went out and not informed
0: anyone. And again, like, her partner was with her the whole time up until then, so even if he didn't go with her, he should at least have been, like, privy to the information on this case because I don't think there's only one person on the case. Like, there's a team on a case. And even if it was top secret, yeah, you need a warrant for someone's arrest. Like, because, like, what if she couldn't get him? Like, what if she had to have a manhunt for ward mm-hmm. what if he had gotten on the plane and left you know like you I mean yeah he's a murderer they would have she wouldn't have just had her partner back her up to arrest a murderer you would bring a team exactly and like you like you put you put a perfect uh wording like she would have she needs a war- warrant like you can't just go out and i mean <laughs> in an ideal justified world you don't just go around arresting people like you need a warrant and even if she didn't, like, there, she would have told someone. And so, again, like, the holes in this episode specifically just really bother me because it just, it's lazy writing. It's, it, that's what it is. It's just lazy because you're sitting here and you're just like, I'm gonna piece these together how I want them to, to like make my ending how I want it to be, regardless of like rationale and facts and like reality. And I know it's a show, but you know, it's not a fantasy show <laughs> like it's based in reality whatever bro no i agree with that all <sighs> it's and it only becomes more frustrating in this episode
1: so let's dive in episode okay. nine the bell tower yikes um so we go back we pick up where we left off peterkin's still on the ground and JB's the only one who like makes an attempt to help her. And in this scene, in future scenes, in these past these next two episodes, we learn that Sarah is absolutely zero help under pressure when things get like real stressful. All she does is like make a deer in headlights face and stare and, and then, act like, like she socks. has no control over her body. Yeah. It's really annoying. Um so she's not
0: helping and then Rafe is still pointing the gun. And which also, Jane. like, you know that Rafe, like, point, like, aimed to kill, which like yeah. makes it more disgusting, because again, it's um. like, yeah, whatever, whatever. I mean, it's like, uh, what's the word? Uh, appropriate for his character to do so. Also, like, what this this ties in the last episode,
1: but also, how could Rafe be on a a takeoff runway and like show up and nobody saw him like approaching i him.
0: know <laughs> there's the old there's only one way to get there it's a runway yeah. i it's know like, one world open space and jb didn't be like peter can heads up there's a crazy racist
1: behind you headed towards you with a gun <laughs> oh, um what? but no of course not so Jay rake is still there with the gun um jb tries to call for help but of course Ward takes the radio and Peterkin can see all this, she's still alive, and she tells JB to run. Uh, and he definitely should have hopped in the car to run, but he runs on foot. And um, now Sarah finally realizes she's alive, I don't know, and tries to help Peterkin. Um, but then once again, Ward has Wraith physically remove Sarah from her, like take away any of her agency and put her in a car. Um, and then she's, but she's watching him, so he pretends to call for help, but he doesn't really, and also he's doing that intense blinking again, um, yeah. while Peter kiss bleeding out. So, Sarah tries to jump out of the moving car and starts fighting physically with Rafe, which, jumping out of the moving car was honestly, like,
0: a semi-decent move for Sarah, but it doesn't work. Um... I do want to note, though, that I'm double-checking right now before I, like, put my foot in my mouth, but the truck that Rafe is driving, I think it's important to note that it has a Blue Lives Matter decal on the back of it. Okay, listeners, so we just did a little bit of digging real quick, (laughs) because I saw it when I watched the episode, but I just wanted to point out that Rafe's truck that he's driving has Blue, Blue Lives Matter flag on the back, like a decal. Now, I don't, if that's not the most appropriate decal to have on Rafe's car, uh, I don't know what is. And that is all I'm going to say on that. But I think that is very important. And I think it's interesting. And I'm wondering if it was put there on purpose? No, I think it was it was deliberate. Because like, that's not a,
1: a, a typical thing to see on a car. And especially to have it in a scene right after he shoots a cop, right, a black yeah. cop. Yeah, you right. It just shows how like I guess I mean we've we been saying that a lot of Rafe's lines are like overtly racist or have racist undertones. So it seems deliberate to me that they would also, you know, depict yeah. him, to have him have this on his car. Well,
0: um, I uh, I have a ton more respect for this writing team then because. <laughs> you don't give
1: them a ton of credit
0: but i mean yeah like you know i'll give credit where credit's due so back to this drama field
1: episode um so we see the rest of the post they didn't (laughs) they didn't fail exactly from their lookout point we learned they just you know (laughs) are not helping and so they see the plane take off with the gold and all of a sudden Pope
0: loses his mind he loses it completely and like you know same but also what are you and doing? i also
1: was like this is a
0: complete 180 for this character in
1: the final two episodes so he starts destroying things and even jj looks very concerned and i had no idea exactly where they were too because they were was i mean he was destroying objects in some type of shack or something i, don't know.
0: I have it written down i was like pope is angry but they're the ones that ran <laughs> I know. So it's like you should be angry at yourself. I mean, maybe he is. And you I mean, you could have out. stopped. Yeah, you could have stopped that. Well, okay. Technically,
1: um, Jombie was the one who got in the car and like went drove off without them. I'm sure they could have walked across to the runway yeah. because, um, oh my, wait. Okay, so Rafe takes Sarah to, and puts her in that Blue Eyes Matter car, okay? and I hate Ward, that. <laughs> Yes, keep going. And Ward and Sarah were attempting to get on the plate, okay? So that means that Ward, I'm not Ward, <laughs> Rafe, pulled up in his car on the runway, got out of it, and walked toward them with a gun. And nobody said anything. And Kiara <laughs> and J.J. just standing there like, watching this happen Ridiculous. and then get pissed off afterwards. Um, a whole ass mess. Pope is still in the middle of his breakdown. I was like, no, not you. You're supposed to be the calm, relaxed one. And then of course JJ says, a little weed never hurt anybody. <laughs> to offer him a blunt. Of course, JJ. But not now. Um and then she, Kiara also says that's not gonna help. Uh but for some reason Pope fully takes JJ's advice um and starts smoking weed, which this was obviously just meant as like a comedic relief to make this a some lightheartedness in this, like, episode, but I was still, like, eh, the typical give the uppity straight A student some drugs and let's laugh at what happens results was... Yep, yep, go really. okay. Um, <laughs> I wrote, um, so... So, finally, her partner shows up, but we don't really know... Oh, okay, so when Ward pretended to assist her. He, we do see that he calls the police. He calls Wait, I just
0: want to say one thing. They have a conversation and they start talking about the police, like the three pogues. They're talking about the police and I don't really know what the context is. Do you remember?
1: JB tells them
0: that he's going to go confess and
1: tell them what actually happened. And, and they're telling you not to. Yeah, they're against it, and they're, like, saying. I think like,
0: it's so, so. so the one comment that I had on that is that they were just like, fuck the police. I was like, they said, fuck the police, blah, blah, And then you have the socialist, uh, quote, unquote, Kiara <laughs> being out here, like, "Uh, what does what she say? She goes, guys, that's not funny, like, blah, 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 like, over here defending police. Like, no, honey, you should be on the front line saying defund the police. What are you talking mm-hmm. about? It was just... I just thought that was funny. It was like, you call K- yourself a K-R socialist. doesn't
1: know what she stands for. No,
0: she, she just um. heard the word socialism, and she was just like, I know that would make my family angry, so I'm a socialist.
1: All I wrote in response to this scene was, "Wowie, this is relevant. <laughs> that's that's all I have. Um, but, and also very relevant, um, the cop shows up and has a lack of
0: training in how to <laughs> rescue... Oh my god. Oh my god. That, like... <laughs> If there was, and the thing is, this isn't meant to be relevant. This came out in April. And so, but watching it now, there's just so much different, like, context. Specifically that. It's just, like, yeah, like, cops are completely undertrained in all walks of, the, like, what they're supposed to be doing. Um, and healthcare or, like, first aid is one of them. And it's, like, could Peterkin have been saved if he knew what the fuck he was doing? Maybe. I don't know, but he's been on the force for God knows how long. He doesn't even know how to use. Uh, I mean, like, I'm sure they live in a sleepy town and, like, getting shot doesn't happen all the time, but, like, you're a police officer, like, shouldn't you know how to deal with gun wounds? Yeah. Like, shouldn't there be something you guys, like, know like that? And mm-hmm. he shows up, he shows up
1: quite frazzled as well. And I guess it's implied, we don't see him do this. We see Ward fake using the radio, so I assume because we already know that Ward had a close relationship with Peterkin, I assume that he just personally called her partner on his phone, but he had to have said something went wrong. So for her partner, once again, to show up without backup to this scene and be the only way to help her, and then they call... The am- I think they call the ambulance and they realize they don't have time so they have to move her body, which like, I, even I've watched enough shows to know that she sh- they shouldn't be just like moving her body and driving her themselves to the hospital, but
0: really, really reckless,
1: reckless relevant behavior.
0: That's
1: what we'll say. So JB gets to the PlayStation where there's literally no one except one woman in the front.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, And he's like, I know who shot the sheriff.
0: I shot the sheriff. I was singing that song. <laughs> but I did not shoot the deputy. And then she goes, I gotta get a deputy. I was like, sleep into the deputy. Oh my and, God. Uh, but then
1: he, I think he hears on the radio, yeah, he hears on her radio that a warrant is out for his arrest because, oh, I skipped this part, but Ward blamed the shooting on JB, which, which of course We
0: could have seen he that did. coming from a mile away. Yeah, because he's blamed everything on JB. Um,
1: oh, so <laughs> LOL. We skipped the part where they drove her to the hospital and she died. <laughs> we completely
0: jumped over. But they kind of skipped over it, too. They she did. She died, like, off-screen. And they like, just, it was like a comment. Yeah, it seemed like she was going to survive because she was still awake when she got there, but I guess she had just lost too much blood or whatever. But yeah, it was just like an errant, like, Comment from, I think it was Ward. Like, he tells someone, he comes home, I think, and they were asking, like, whose blood is on your hands or something, and he's just, like, Peterkin's, and then he goes, Peterkin's dead. Oh, because then he goes and talks to Rafe, I think. And he asks him, and he goes, Peterkin's yeah. dead. I think that's the first time we hear that she's dead. And I was, ups- like, obviously upset, as we've talked about before, but I, because, like, it's like, I thought she was going to survive. And maybe that was me being... Naive, but whatever. Um, is yeah,
1: there... I, thought, I thought so, too, and then I thought it was, and my my theory of that was fueled even more by the fact that, like, her death was just mentioned in a passing by comment, and we didn't see her body, and we didn't see, like, her flat line or anything, so I was like, maybe she's not dead, but the whole rest of the episode was acting as if a police officer had been killed and all the other police were coming together, so clearly she's dead. So JB here is that the place are looking for him. He decides to go home and run. Um, we see Ward go back home tell his family what's happening. And we, they, I don't, I don't know. They try to give us this semi-sentimental moment with Rafe and his father where it's like he just just tried to make his dad proud or something. It's like by killing someone. Anyway, um, so JB's now wanted for murder. $25,000 reward. So we got JB wanted for murder. JJ out on bail. Screw is doing really well.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and so... Uh, but JB is convinced for some reason that Sarah is going to be his saving grace and help him out. Even though we already learned the night before that Sarah was on her dad's side. Um, and Sarah's just like willingly sleeping at her house. Like she seems to have calmed down now. Beside, you know, more the fact that her brother's in the next room he just murdered someone. Mm-hmm. And Ward locks her in her room. Which uh, I would just like to say as a side note, I have never ever come across a door that locks a person on the inside of the room from getting out, except for when I watch TV shows or movies. Mm
0: -hmm. So I don't know if
1: these doors actually exist. (laughs)
0: Um, I love Weezy's comment. She's just like, that's so totally dysfunctional. And I was like, I mean, the 13-year-old is making sense. So they are still on the run, and then I just, I mean, it's
1: then apparent to us that Pope is still playing the comedic high guy act because um, if people s- spot their car which should have been obvious to them they weren't even being discreet and then Pope starts honking the horn and telling them to get in the car but the car's not even on so he has to turn the car on and then he can't drive um, which you would think they would have been like don't drive, you are high but no one said that except for Kiara. JJ's just like ah, ha, ha, so cool. <laughs> um, oh my goodness who knows Um, so But they keep going on their joyride, thinking that they'll lead the people off the track um, while Jambi goes a separate way. And they plan to meet, and next stay at three. Then back at Sarah's house, Wraith lies and tells Breezy that JB is the one who killed Peterkin. And she doesn't believe him at first. And again, he violently lashes out at her. So he's lashed out at two of his sisters during this
0: episode. And it's like, why would you still even believe him? He's obviously lying. Like, it's very obvious he's lying, and then why is he being so aggressive about it? He's lying. Like, whatever. Um,
1: also in this sequence of coping, drunk, or high, and not being able to drive, um, and Kiara rightfully freaking out. This is one opportunity where I'm like, okay, you're right in your response. Um, JJ says something like, calm down, mama, or something, and I'm like, it really pissed me. <laughs> Missed me off. I was like, I was just coming around to you, buddy. <laughs> Don't upset me. JJ,
0: come on, boy. Come on.
1: Um. So JJ, I mean, John B, since as you mentioned, he parts away from the group in a totally made-for-TV really just never would happen scene, John B decides to crash in some open garage, and of course it's the... Garage of one of the, the guy who's friends with Topper and Wraith. I think his name is Kelsey. And I wrote, I honestly forgot about him because I I did. Um, and then he says something stupid like, just invaded the homeland,
0: bro. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, I heard that. I was like, oh, goodness. Goodness gracious. This right. line. Um, yeah, it's just like, okay, if you're gonna hide in the garage, fine. Maybe, but why would you hide in a cook's garage? Number one, uh, number two, why would the why would you go into his house? Why would I you know? go into his house? Why did, did you know it was his house? Even if you didn't, like, it could. Oh, been- okay. Well, I think so. What happened was he
1: was in the garage, and that's when the police officers are like going from house to house, and so he looks in the garage, and so to avoid him seeing him, he goes into the house. But if he would have just laid flat, the police officer went to the next house anyway. So yeah, it
0: was unnecessary. Yeah, before. or like gone back into the garage when they left. Like, don't go nah. running through the house. My god, you're just a fugitive, not. buddy. Come on.
1: Um. So, while that's happening, um, the, for some reason, this was like not said, but I guess the pokes are going through John B's plan, which is that Sarah is who to save him. So they go to the house to distract her and Pope, while still high, tell us Kiara he loves her and this is the second time this season it's gonna be like third in a little bit where these young teenage boys just throwing around the l word and he keeps repeating it even though he's out of his mind and Kiara says it's not gonna happen she repeats that stupid pogue on pogue macking or whatever um and then she says oh word for word she says I want something different. I want to go to Antarctica, and I want to ride camels.
0: <laughs> it's like, honey, this is the most put-together 16-year-old you're ever going to find for number one. Like, he is, ha- might get a scholarship to college. But also, like, you're 16. Why do you think that you, like... What does that even mean? He's also your friend. I want something different. Like, so, so can, can you not go to... <laughs> Can you not go ride the camels if we still, you know, to be together for a little bit? Is she trying to say she wants to be, like, single forever? Like, I just don't understand, like, where is the, like, parallelism between, like, being in a relationship and, like, wanting to go to Antarctica? Like, I don't know.
1: I don't know either. And also, this was another, like, this reminded me so much of the Sarah, like, I push people away when they get too close. Like, a random line that they just threw in to make it seem like Kiara's, like, not like other girls and, mm. you know, has ambition. She wants to go to Antarctica, guys. She she wants to ride the camels. Like, this is a different breed of woman. Look at Kiara. I don't know. Um, but she keeps saying it's not going to happen, and he's ignoring her, and she shuts him down, and then he starts crying and all I could think about during the scene was where JJ was <laughs> during this. Was he on lookout? I don't know. How did we know that look that turns out. So But she shut him down pretty hard, much harder than she was like to JB. So I kinda of felt a little bit bad for Pope, but also I was yeah, like Yeah, mm,
0: also God. he's high, like he's under the yeah. influence. Like you say stupid shit when you're under the influence, but come on. Um, so back to
1: that stupid guy Kelsey's house. Um, of
0: course. Of
1: course. Topper just so happens to also be at his house. Um, and I was enjoying not seeing Topper, honestly. I forgot about him as well. Uh, so he goes and like tells Topper that JB is in his house because he's locked JB in a room. And so he goes to tell he, she goes and tell he goes and tells him about this and then says, I'm gonna go get the cops for the reward. But again, this is a kook. So he doesn't need I guess, the $25,000, he makes some, like, offhand comment about it, but, um, like,
0: I want to go get that reward, but like, he's not someone who really needs the money. It's, I think that's, think. like, a theme we've seen, like, between Sarah and, like, the board wanting the $400 million when he's already rich. I mean, like, $400 million, I'm sure, is a lot more than what he already has, but I think it's just, like, a recurring theme that, like... The rich aren't satisfied with anything that they have and the rich just want to get richer no matter, like, at the cost of whoever they have to throw down to get it. So I guess it makes sense in their characterizations, which I think is, like, pretty realistic. I mean, I don't know a ton of super rich people, but
1: (laughs) from what I've seen... Um, Yeah. Um, So in the midst of this, going back... Um, Kiara is able to, in, in a really just eye-rolling scene, she's able to communicate to Sarah through the window that John B. has been framed and he's wanted for this reward and her father has lied, and Sarah gets it. Um, and then we go back to John
0: B. locked up and he says, hey, Top, it's John B. <laughs> she's like, I Top, This whole scene of them talking made me want to just, like, blow my ears off. Like, I absolutely hated this scene, the writing, like, just everything, the acting, like, oh my god, like, if you put two of the most insufferable characters in one place and gave them stupid lines to say, that's what the scene was, and it was so ridiculous. I can't believe I had to sit through it.
1: It was awful, and it somehow, um, the lines managed to get worse and oh, yeah. worse as yeah. they progressed, So first, Topper's like, the chickens are roosting, brother. So we're back to these teenagers saying random sentences that they would not say. And then Topper's like, JB, did you sleep with Sarah? But he definitely says it in a much more inappropriate way. (laughs) And JB lies. But as we've established, sucks at lying. So then like 0.25 seconds later, immediately he's like, "Oh, just kidding, man, I did. But maybe don't use the effort. That's kind of grotesque. And I was like, you know, you're I'm, right, but also, you stupidly went into some... I just can't... I can't forgive you for the fact that you're hiding out in someone's laundry room right now because you made dumb decisions. Um, he's an idiot. And then Topper's like, do you love her, bro? He doesn't say bro, but
0: I, I, mean, I replaced It's implied. It's yeah. implied. He wants to call him bro, but... And then he's like, bro, it's too new. But then... <laughs>
1: see him so bad. Uh, and I'm like, is this really the questions you're gonna ask right now
0: when he's a fugitive? <laughs> like, he's supposed to like, kill the cop, and you're like, bro, do you love her? <laughs> <laughs> like, also, Topper, like, you don't give a fuck. Like, you don't care if he loves her. You'd be pissed if he didn't love her. You'd be pissed if he did love her. Like, you're just pissed that he had sex with the girl that you were dating, and she didn't have sex with you. Like, Hey, whatever so in him saying all that it's no so after he says
1: it's too new bro then he starts like just saying a whole bunch <laughs> of young adult novel cliches and i wrote ah this is why <laughs> he gets on with sarah because it's the same type of like you no know, like it was something done like the sun rises and sets in her eyes. It was so disgusting. Darkness all I see is her and then thank thankfully Topper cuts in and is like, What the hell are you saying? And I'm like, one one good line by you, Topper. Um yeah. and then Jombie repeats the same cliches over and over again and then it's like, Oh, actually I'm in love with Sarah which we cut to Sarah and she suddenly remembers she has a sister who can help her get out of her room. And they communicate using cups and rope, which I'm not...
0: Does that actually work? I don't think so. And especially not at that length, like, through a pipe. I, I I I don't know if this cups and rope thing works. But
1: it was a kind of cute scene where Weezy's like, John B's actually crazy. Can you believe it, girl? I'm like, dealing with her track record of men. Like, <laughs> would it be crazy if John B was crazy? No. Um... But Sarah kind of, like, manipulates her sister in the scene with some fake crying. But it ends in a super, like, a kind of cute sister bonding moment. So I was like, I'll let it slide. Mm-hmm. Um, so then we f- go back. Kelsey has finally made it to the police officers, which he went to in- on his bike. I don't know why he didn't drive to the police. Um, Just stuff to prolong John B.'s escape. Yeah. And then, for some reason, Rafe also knew to come to the house, even though this isn't public knowledge that he's at Kelsey's house, or maybe they text him, and um, he pulls up to the house, and some awful extra that they've hired goes, it's John B., <laughs> like, yeah, the most dramatic fashion ever, and um, the crowd is encouraging him to shoot John B., Without any information. This was just all, like, too much for me to be watching right now.
0: Like, the more Um, that we see of this town, the more that they're absolutely horrible human beings. And it honestly makes sense, like, why everything is the way it is and, like, why everyone is the way they are. Because they're all just horrible leeches who are out there for just themselves and have no concept of due process. Which is annoying. It is. Especially, and then we have... Chopper saying things like, no mercy, and it's just,
1: it was all very relevant without trying to be relevant, it and it was just, it was just sad, mm-hmm. um, and of course, during all of this, John B. finally realizes how he can slip out of this laundry room through the back, which of course he was going to, but, like, we could have skipped this awful, awful conversation with Topper he through the he just done
0: that first, like... Stop talking to this bitch and get out of here. I like, know. Just shut up, John B. You just wanted to tell him that you slept with his <laughs> girlfriend. That's what you wanted to tell him. They love her, bro. Ugh. It's fresh, but you know. Which, again, they knew each other for a week. Like, this is 16-year-old love. Like, it's not real love. Let's just get that out there. Yeah.
1: Um, and then Rafe, so they learn that he has escaped. Rafe encourages the people to go find JB, and they, even though the police officer tells him to go home, but of course the people listen to Rafe over the police officer. And then Rafe says, "Gotta protect the homeland." Ridiculous. Yikes. Um. <laughs> so I wrote, John B goes back to the church where they banged and finds Sarah. <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> um, and then we <laughs> meet Topper, but Topper has followed him there, and he goes. Just take it easy, man. <laughs> All I could think about was Drake and Josh. <laughs> so it took me out of the episode. Um and Topper like tries ring the church bells <laughs> to draw attention. And Sarah finally tells him, like, no, that's not what happened. Um, it's actually my brother who killed the police officer. And um r- for some reason, Rafe and Kelsey are the only people that heard the church bells, are here at first. And so they decide to light it on fire. Um, when clearly someone else was up there with John B. trying to get people's attention. So you were also risking the person who was trying to like alert the authorities. But in this case, it happened to be Topper. Um, but Topper's like, Sierra, I love you. And I'm gonna prove it. When Topper followed John B. into this church, I already knew that this was going to end with Topper pretending to be yeah. John B. I was yeah. like, this is going to be so cliche. So of course he does that. He dresses as John B. And he walks out as him as Sarah and John B. Walk, not run, out of the church. Like, they're just leisurely walking out, even though everyone's looking for him. Yeah. Um. And I wrote, as my final thought. This does not change my opinion of Topper at all. In fact, I was hoping the police actually thought it was John B. And did what Ever, you know they thought was necessary in that situation but that's how episode nine ends
0: yep 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 i think my final thoughts on this episode is that it made everyone who already looked bad look worse <laughs> and didn't really redeem anybody except for Maybe not redeemed, but, like, it didn't make anyone look good except for maybe Wheezy. And, like, that wasn't hard because she's, like, she didn't have much to do this episode. But, yeah, everyone looked worse. And everyone was making silly mistakes. Um, yeah, and, like, really, I can't get over that stupid conversation between Topper and J- John B., Oh, like I, what is it? The Razzies, like the the raspberries, like the award show for like the worst of the worst. The Razzies. Yeah, like I know it's for, t- uh, movies, but if they had one about worst <laughs> possible scene of the year in a TV show, I would wholeheartedly nominate this scene because like, gag fest three thousand. With second your nomination because Thank you. I, too, was like,
1: this is. I mean the we've we've I we've had a few positives to say about this show since we started, but this has to be one of the worst scenes in the season so yeah.
0: far. Um. And like it has like we can talk about this like when we talk about at the end, like the whole series as a whole, or this season. But there are redeeming qualities and I feel like if they, you know, maybe not within characters, but like, you know, they had some good moments and I feel like if they just like played to their strengths. Uh, It could do well, but apparently dialogue about love and sex continues to be one of their weaknesses, so they should just like cut it out. Nah. Contrary to how we wanted to start this episode, we wanted to do um, all three, but we had a lot to say, a lot more than we thought, so we're gonna close it out here. Uh, So thank you for tuning in to our Recap of 8 and 9. And stick around because we will be doing episode 10 and our final thoughts on the whole season. And like Ariana said, will we be sticking around for season 2? I think you guys probably know the answer to that. (laughs) But we might surprise you. You don't know. So, you know, let us know what you think we're going to say. Let us know if you think we should stick around give your thoughts and like maybe try and like what's the word like being persuade like persuade us <laughs> write a persuasive essay why we should stick around for season two but yeah so that's been this episode uh I've been your host Alani I've been your other host Ariana thanks for tuning in bye bye